1: Yes, DJ Nation, welcome back in. We are on to week five of this NFL slate. Bye weeks are officially upon us. This is only a small 10-game slate for the main slate, so I don't think there's as much to go through because there's only 10 games. But I will say this. This is a uh, much better-looking slate than I think last week's slate did. You know, uh, with some of the totals here, because you have the Chiefs uh, with the highest uh, total on the slate. With 53 point total uh, between them and the Vikings on the road, at a uh, Chiefs have the second highest implied point total at 28 and a half, and then you have the Eagles and Rams game that is just behind that at a 50 and a half point total with the Eagles with a 27 and a half point implied total, and then even the Dolphins and Giants game has a 48 and a half point total with the Dolphins have the highest implied point total on the slate at 29.75. So This is a, a pretty good looking slate. I think there's a, multiple different ways you can go here. Um, where last week felt a little bit more just kind of straightforward uh, with, within the slate. So let's just go ahead and dive right into it, Matty. Um, quarterback, who are you looking at? Are you going to pay up for Patrick Mahomes or Tua, or are you looking to go somewhere else?
2: So I'm, a- I'm actually already pretty much on board with my QB for this week, and I'm going right back to the well, uh, the guy I played last week, and that's Matt Stafford. Uh, this Philly, Philly pass defense has not been good. Uh, They just gave up, you know, over 30 points to this Washington offense that we're seeing struggle against Chicago. Uh, You know, Kirk Cousins, who looked abysmal against that Philly defense last year, um, was able to come in and, and, you know, score over 30 DK points against this Philly pass defense as well. Uh, So I really like Stafford at home, uh, and he's he should be getting Cooper Cup back this week as well. And so, you know, while Cooper Cup is going to be – Probably eased into things, I would guess. He's not going to play every snap. Uh, that still gives Stafford, you know, a really good red zone target. Um, and it's interesting because with Cup being back, so so Puka is is priced up. Obviously, seven point seven cups over eight K. He's eight point six, and then you have Higby at four one and two two at five three. What's interesting with Cup being back is. I almost want to play Stafford naked on this slate because the touchdowns can pretty much go to anybody, right? I'm and with with how much touchdown usage the Rams have had on the ground so far to start the year, I'm just banking on that not happening against that elite Philly run defense because Philly's just been a a really bad pass funnel. So I'm pretty much banking on the the touchdown regression striking in this game all at once for Stafford. Um, and I, I pretty much have no clue with cup being back where those touchdowns are going to go because, you know, Puka could, could rack up all the yardage him and him and Atwell and Higby, but then let's say that, you know, cup is the guy that they target when they get in close. Well, cups eight, 8.6 K. And if he scores the, the two touchdowns, but isn't getting any yardage, you know, there's a, there's a world where Stafford goes for, you know, 350 yards and three or four touchdowns and, and nobody, you know, pays off their, their salary. So I actually think it's really interesting to play Stafford naked, which you would never do, you know, nor on a normal slate. Um, so I I'm toying around with that, that kind of build. Um, but yeah, so, so Stafford is, I think, criminally underpriced. He's exceeded 300 yards in three of his four games. Just mentioned how, how good of a matchup this is for him at home. I can say a really bad Philly pass defense, which, you know, we didn't expect to be this bad uh, coming into the year um, getting, getting cut back. He should be able to, to exceed the 300-yard mark again this week. And all, all it comes down to for him is is the touchdown variance, which Kyron Williams has been stealing that from him. I think this is finally the matchup where, you know, they can't really get anything going on the ground uh, when they get in close. So I'm, again, just going to play Stafford. Um, and I know it's, you know, kind of shitty to only, you know, kind of advise only on one quarterback. But, I mean, that's pretty much where where I'm locked in at. Um, I will say there are other guys that that I did have interest in originally. Um, obviously, Patrick Mahomes, you know, on the road at Minnesota, you can play anybody against Minnesota; they're abysmal. Um, there is a case for Anthony Richardson. So we'll talk about the receivers when we get there. But um, Steichen, the the offensive coordinator um, for the for the Eagles last year in this same matchup, had Jalen Hurts throw. The football 39 times against Tennessee when they played Tennessee. That was the most pass attempts Jalen Hurts had the entire season. And Jalen Hurts in that game only ran the ball five times for 12 yards and a rushing touchdown. So all of Anthony Richardson's production is going to come through the air, which is eventually why, you know, I decided I wasn't going to go that route at quarterback. But it makes me really like the Indy Colts, you know, pass game as a whole. Uh, we'll talk about Pittman and Downs, but. Um, so Richardson's still interesting. Um, he's going to continue to have success in that offense all season long. Uh, cousins at home in that same game with Mahomes on the other side. Um, and then I, I don't know if you have the the stones to play burrow. I do like chase, but I don't, man, burrow just, he doesn't look right with that calf injury. And I know he's off the injury reporter and saying that he feels better, but I, at what point is it, you know, at what point is he just trying to, Speak it into existence that he's going to feel better, you know, because it's only been three days. Like, is he actually really feeling better? Because he has not looked good, but he's only 6,200. So it's, it's, it's weird seeing Burrow Price down there against freaking Arizona.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, eventually it's going to hit, right? And it's going to come with a bit like stone. Minimum ownership, just because people just aren't going to, uh, you know, want to play him because he's just been so bad. He's burnt so many people. I mean, the most he scored is sixteen point three eight DK points, and that was week two. But the last two weeks, he's been under ten DK points. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's been it's been absolutely abysmal. But yep, um, I t- I totally agree, Mahomes, and Mahomes also hasn't had a big game yet. Um, really, uh, he is, he's only has one game over three hundred passing yards so far. He only, uh, But he has uh, thrown two or more touchdowns in three of the four games uh, so far this season. And Minnesota does allow the ninth most DK points to quarterbacks. And one thing that's been interesting with Mahomes this year is his rushing usage. He's actually fourth in rushing yards among all quarterbacks. He is second in red zone carries and seventh in carries per game. And so he's been running a ball a little bit more and a little bit more frequently this year. So that so, is been something that, that's helped it too.
2: Do you think – so that's – when I was looking at Mahomes, you know, that's something – you know, I obviously always consider, you know, is is not always what they have done, but what they can do and what they will do in the future, you know, and trying to get ahead of that. So do you think with the receiving core that Mahomes has, you know, does that limit his ceiling? Because it just seems like those receivers are are really struggling this year to, for whatever reason, get open or, you know, catch passes. And I don't know. It just seems like the offense just isn't as in sync as it normally is. And I guess, you know, it's only been four weeks and they missed week one with Kelsey and week two, he played limited. And so I guess you could argue they're not really haven't really been at full strength and the Jets matchup is not a great one. Um, I mean, I guess just what's your thoughts on and that's probably why he's running more, right? It's probably because the guys aren't he doesn't see the openings, um, you know, down the field. So um, I guess, do you think that the, the receiving core hinders his upside at all?
1: No because I mean their offense so their offense was't I mean they had no receivers last year either. I mean it was yeah. just chooseer in the same cast of characters yep. um that, that they they pretty much had you know last year. I, I think some of it is just purely matchup based uh, as to what's happened so far and their offense, obviously week one, they didn't have Travis Kelsey and then week two was a really gross game they had against the Jaguars where it was a you know kind of a low scoring just super ugly game. Where it was 17 to 9. And then you have to remember, I mean, against Chicago, I mean, they they just beat the do- the dog shit out of him in the first half. And then he, I think he played like the first drive in the second half and didn't play the rest of the time. And then last week against the Jets, I mean, the Jets have one of the best defenses in the league. I mean, the Jets also shut down Josh Allen in week one as well. Yeah. That defense is really good. And so yep. I don't think it's so much of that. I just think it's just kind of the way the schedule has fallen so far. And that's fair. Um, I do think, uh, so a way to make the stack a little bit cheaper, if you want to play Mahomes, which I'm going to have a lot of interest. I actually, I think Rishi Rice is going to be where I'm going to go. He's thirty no, get- six hundred dollars. Sky Moore's he anybody who still believes in Sky Moore should uh, just 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 quit. Um, talking to you, D bro, if you're listening to this, uh, <laughs> Sky Sky Moore is not going to be a thing. Like it, we're going on, you know, almost a year and a half now. of he's out there, he's running routes, but he's not he's not earning targets. And it's because he's not getting any separation and Rishi rice has, I mean, Rishi rice looks like the best wide receiver they have. He is now he he's seeing more and more involvement within the offense. Um, so I, I think that if you want to go with a Mahomes, Kelsey, and then a cheap run, a cheaper third option and a triple stack with Rishi rice, I think that is the way that I would look to go against this Minnesota defense. So, um, I definitely have a ton of interest in Mahomes. I think this is a game that that could just go off uh, and just be absolutely nuclear. And so between these two offenses, so Mahomes and I also think Kirk Cousins is in play at home at $6,900. I think whatever, uh, either side of this game, it has the highest total on the slate. And so if you want to do, if you want to get a little bit different and go Cousins, I'm fine with that. Um, And then I I completely agree 100% Stafford is in play. That is how you beat the Eagles. Eagles are. Uh, excellent against the run uh on the season, but they have really struggled against the pass. And so if you I think Stafford is is a really good call. And I think it's only going to help them obviously getting Cooper cut back within this offense. And so yep. Stafford at 5600 dollars is just incredibly too cheap. And then I would be um remiss not to ask, are you gonna do you have would you have any interest in Zach Wilson at forty nine hundred dollars uh coming off that game he just said against the Broncos?
2: Uh no, because Stafford's only a little bit more if no, so if Stafford was like six point five k, we could we could have this conversation. I think the gap between Stafford and Wilson is just too small for me to get there. But I mean, I totally get it. You know, the Broncos are no matter what metric you look at, they're grading out as the worst defense to ever step on the football field. Like it is, it is historically bad. So I mean, yeah, you have to have interest. So, um, but you can also kind of just play the Jets main pieces without Wilson. So like Garrett Wilson is six K and Brees hall is 5.4 K. Like you can play one or both of those guys together and not, you know, not have to play the quarterback and still have them, you know, hit, hit value. Like Garrett Wilson only needs to go for a hundred yards and one score, um, for him to reach his value. And Brees hall, you know, kind of the same. And, you know, if Zach Wilson's only thrown one touchdown, but it goes to Wilson, you know, Garrett's getting there, but Zach isn't. Um, you know, and so you can still surround yourself with, you know, high upside quarterbacks like Mahomes or Stafford, uh, and still play these Jets guys because they're cheap enough. So I like the idea of playing the Jets without Zach Wilson, but I definitely do have interest in playing the Jets. I
1: do as well. Um I, and we'll talk about that on the on the uh when we get to the running backs because I definitely um have some interest there. And then I think lastly, I I do think CJ Stroud, who's still only six K. Uh, he's just, he's been phenomenal so far, yeah. uh, this season. He's, he's put up three straight performances of 20 plus DK points. He has hit 300 yard bonus and two of the three games as well. And I think he would have done it. In the other one against the Jaguars, they just blew the doors off of him. So they kind of just didn't really have to throw the ball, but he has been phenomenal so far. Uh, so far. And I, I do think at only still only 6k, uh, and uh, his, his pass catchers still aren't overly expensive. So it's kind of an easier sack to get to as well. So that is another one that I would be looking at playing. And then, you know, honestly, I would love to play Daniel Jones, but my God, that offense looks so, so dreadful. I, mean, I can't do it with that, in a game that They're going to throw, but I just can't do it. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not putting any trust whatsoever in Daniel Jones. Like yeah, they just
2: gave up a record amount of sacks I, with the, with the O-line, it's just, it's just abysmal. I mean, obviously you love the rushing upside, uh, um, um, you know, it's a good spot for, you know, they're going to be playing for, they're going to be trailing for sure. um. But yeah, I just, I can't do it. Yeah. I mean, especially with like Stafford, who's even cheaper and is, you know, a
1: couple hundred dollars cheaper, or you could get up to Stroud or hell, I would I'd rather, I would rather um roll the dice on someone like Joe Burrow at $6,200 than play, than play Daniel Jones anyways i think that's, that's that's pretty much straightforward to me like to me I, I yep. mean, there's not as, and obviously it's a 10 game slate so i'm gonna have heavy exposure to my homes and stafford um I'll, and I'll sprinkle in some Tua um as well in there with you know maybe a little bit of
2: uh, i agree power. i i don't think it's a i don't think it's a slate to go you know off, off the wall like i i even considered josh dobbs for a second but i was like ah it's it's just not necessary he's five two and stafford's five six like it's just it's just it's just not necessary so um so, yeah, I wouldn't go too crazy at, at QB because there's a there's a ton of good options at running back and receiver this week. So it's definitely a good slate to, you know, play the optimal quarterbacks and then be a little different at the positions.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's just go over and jump over to running back. I don't think we need to waste any more time here. So uh, to start things off, we have Saquon Barkley, who is the most expensive and uh, he has been. He remains limited in practice. We'll see if he's able to uh, play this weekend. It sounds like he might be able to, but um, he is eighty one hundred dollars. And then you have Brian uh, Bijan Robinson, excuse me, is seventy seven hundred dollars. Derek Henry at seventy five. You have Jonathan Taylor, who is a full participant. I mean, it looks like he is going to be back this week, but a very bad matchup. But he's sixty eight hundred dollars. Kyron Williams is sixty seven hundred dollars. David Montgomery is sixty six. Joe Mixon sixty four. Alvin Kamara is sixty three hundred, Raheem Mostert sixty two hundred, uh, Devon Han is sixty one hundred, and then Swift is six k uh, here at the running back position. And I'm going to throw this out there: I am going to have heavy, heavy exposure to Brees Hall this weekend, who is fifty four hundred dollars. Yep. Absolutely, uh, yes, it is just incredibly too cheap. the The Broncos are absolutely dreadful uh, against the run, like they are against everything else. And Brees Hall now, you know, we'll we'll see if it comes to fruition. But uh, Robert Sala did say that he is no longer limited; that they are going to, uh, you know, kind of give it, ramp him up even more. And so, and Dalvin Cook has been absolutely terrible. I think he is like second to last in the league in terms of true yards per carry. It's like two point five yards. I mean, it's he's he's dust. He's terrible. And so, I mean, at his price at fifty four hundred dollars, it's just super tough to get uh, to get away from that at that price.
2: Yeah. I'm with you. I, I think like one of the first guys I'm playing, you know, when I create any lineup this week is, uh is Brees Hall. It's, you know, that, that Denver defense is just abysmal. They've gotten shredded by every running back that they've played so far. Um, You know, Brees Hall has looked good in, in the, in the solid matchups that he's had and he's looked not as good in the tougher matchups against, um, you know, Dallas and. uh um, Oh, they play. I, it was a San Fran. I don't remember who else they played, but that was a tough matchup, but. Um, but yeah, so I'm expecting Brees Hall to smash here. They should give him a little bit more volume this week. I'm not expecting him to get 20 carries or anything like that, but I just, I don't think he needs it. You know, I like give him 15 carries and, you know, three or four targets. Um, and at 5,400 against that defense, I am totally fine with that. So I love the Brees Hall call. Um, so Kev, do you remember last year when we talked about Austin Eckler before he had scored any touchdowns on the year and all the, all the, you know, uh, DK points that he was racking up and, and, you know, hadn't got in the end zone. And we were like, you know, when Eckler does start scoring touchdowns, he's going to like break the slate. And I think he, that week, that's that week we talked about it. I think he scored what, three or four touchdowns that week, um, and scored like 40 something points. So there's a guy that, uh, kind of is in the same conversation that we had last year. And that is Mr. Bijan Robinson against the Houston, uh, Houston Texans. So Bijan uh, in week 1 he did score and he finished with 20 points so let's give him let's give him two touchdowns each week so week 1 he would have ended up at 26 week 2 he scored he scored 24 with zero so he would have been at 36 uh week 3 he was at 10 with zero so he would have been at 22 and then week 4 he was at 22 with zero so he would have, he would have been at 34 if we give him two touchdowns in each game this year so 26 uh, 36 and 34 are the games for Mr. B. John Robinson. If you uh, allocate two touchdowns to him. So all that to say, I don't think 7,700 is too much for him against this Houston run defense. Um, he should be able to have a monster game. He's getting a heavy workload, uh, whether he's being targeted or, or handoff carries. He's got six, five, six and five targets to start the year uh, and, and does have a 19 carry game uh, against green Bay as well. So, He does have a ceiling of, you know, 25 opportunities here. Um, And so I really, really like him a lot. And I'm not sure people are going to pay up for him because they want to pay for the high price wide receivers. Um, So I think he's actually a great way to be a little bit different. Um, So I do like Mr. Bijan um, sliding down just a little bit. David Montgomery. I mean, if he's going to get 32 carries, (laughs) you know, against a bad run defense, that's what we have here against Carolina. So, uh, and there's a chance that Detroit might be without Amon Ra. So even more, more of a, you know, want for them to run the football with, with Montgomery. So 6,600 against Carolina, who's one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. I am totally good with that. Uh, Cause he can definitely score two touchdowns. a um, uh, Achan is another one against New York. He looks really good in that Miami offense. Um, you know, I was a bit skeptical with him being banged up in the, in the off season uh, and with Mostert, you know, looking good uh, out of the gate you know, how much he would be involved, but he's, you know, completely exceeded expectations and and looks like the lead back there now. And he's still going to split with Mostert. So, um, but I don't think that really matters for him because of how explosive he is. So he can, he can pretty much house anything. So uh, I do like him against the Giants. They, they struggle to tackle. Um, and then Deandre Swift, if you are playing Stafford, I like Swift a lot as a runback because the Rams have actually been good at defending uh, opposing wide receivers and Philly has been, Near the top of the league in rushing rate, so Swift actually makes a really a, a lot of sense in terms of a run back here uh, in that in that Rams Philly game, and, and Swift is is now the lead back there for Philly. So um, he should have a ton of success here against the Rams, um, and can obviously have pass game usage as well if that game you know if they were to be somehow be trailing by you know multiple scores. But I don't see Philly really ever trailing anybody by that much, but. Um. So, yeah, it's really five five running backs. That's Bijan, Montgomery, uh, Achan Swift, and Brees Hall for me. Those are my main five this week that I'm looking at.
1: Yeah, I, I completely – I mean, David Montgomery is incredibly too cheap at only $6,600 yep. uh, so far. When you look at him last week, he logged – he played 70% of the snaps. He had uh, handled 76% of the rush attempts and 52% of the routes um so far and uh the lions are actually running the ball at an insanely high clip much higher than what we i think people were expecting this year they are sixth in rush attempts per game uh right now on the season and david montgomery uh is getting the same role that we talked about with jamal williams last year except for there's a difference between because david montgomery is actually good uh is actually a good running back and uh so so um, he has the second most carries inside the five and four of his five touchdowns have come from uh inside the one so uh, Dave Montgomery is definitely getting that role as well. And uh, honestly, the, the the Panthers have been terrible against the run. They've allowed the fifth-most DK points, the second-most touchdowns, and the third-most rushing yards on the season. And this feels like a really game-script type of game where they're just going to continue to run the ball a lot. Uh, so we will see if, uh, with Amon Ross St. Brown. I think that changes things a little bit. But I, I think Amon Ross St. Brown will end up playing. He, I know he has logged two straight DNPs. But it wasn't like he was just standing off to the side and he wasn't doing anything. He was actually working with trainers and doing a lot of different things off to the side. He just wasn't in practice. So but I think he'll he will return. I I think you'll see him out there practice tomorrow and Muggs some practice time. But um regardless of that, David Montgomery, sixty six hundred dollars is just way too cheap for that price tag. Uh and for what the upside that he brings. I mean, he's been he's been pretty phenomenal in the three games that he's played. Yeah, and they're ten point
2: home favorites too. Yeah. So,
1: David Montgomery, I think, is is in a really good spot this week. Uh, I, you, you, you have to have interest in uh, Devon HN right now. I mean, he's he's been incredibly efficient. And then you know we've also seen games where you know he's handled more of the workload, but he's also handling a, a pretty sizable amount of the the pass game usage as well. And Raheem Moser kind of slid back a little bit last week in terms of volume. Uh, last week, and so. I do think that, you know, a is a way you could go. But I'm also going to be really uh, wanting to see what his, uh, what his ownership is going to come in at. Because if he's going to be super high-owned, then I, I may avoid that. Because I think he could get steamed up this week. Because then it's also in a matchup against the Giants. But uh, it's really going to depend on ownership for me on that play if, if I have interest there uh, to play something like him. But he has been phenomenal.
2: Yeah, because he's he's still splitting carries with Mostert, too. It's not like it's just his backfield. So, I mean there definitely is a downside to him. So
1: there yeah, he so he's splitting he, he's splitting the carries. Uh he but he did play 66% of the snaps last yep. week. But he uh, only handled 47% of the rush attempts, but 68% of the routes with a 14% target share. But his numbers are just bonkers. Like yeah, he is first ones. in yards per, yards created per touch. He is is 8.7 true yards per carry he is obviously number 1 among all running backs. First in breakaway run rate, third in juke rate. A three point zero nine yards per route run as a as a running back is just absolutely ridiculous, and I mean it's a great matchup. The Giants allow the tenth most DK points, they've allowed the third most touchdowns, and the fourth most rushing yards on the season, so it is a fantastic spot for these running backs as well. Uh, And then lastly, one thing I would be concerned, only thing that worries me with Swift has mainly just been his involvement in the passing game. He's only running a route on his route participation is 46.2%, which is 22nd among all running backs. And he has a 9% target share, which is 26th. Uh, obviously, for somebody that is uh, a prolific pass catcher out of the backfield, uh, for him not to be utilized that way is kind of frustrating, but he's been super efficient on his carries. I mean, 6.32 yards per carry is second, uh, obviously, behind um, Achan, but. He's still been really good. He's playing fifty six percent of the snaps. He's he's handling a sixteen percent target per route run rate, which is better. But he's just not seeing the targets, or he's just not getting as much routes. So uh, that is. uh, But I do think uh, it does worry me, just because he's not as involved as a pass as a pass catcher. So if he doesn't score a touchdown, it would worry me. Then uh, he becomes a little bit more touchdown dependent in that regard. So um, other than that, like in terms of other options, like I I think you could have a conversation about somebody like Gus Edwards. Uh, because this is a really good matchup for Gus Edwards against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has been dreadful against the run, but Gus Edwards just hasn't been very good this year. But it still is a really good matchup for him uh, for th- this week. So if you wanted to look there at 5K, if you're looking for somebody cheaper, you could do that because Pittsburgh allows the sixth most DK points, and they've the second most rushing yards running backs so far uh, to start the season. But just he's he's been really bad uh, as, as a runner. But he did play 71% of the snaps last week. He did have a twelve percent target share as well. He ran fifty six percent of the routes, but he is fifty second in yards created per touch and thirty fourth in yards uh, per target. Is that but bad? He is, yeah, and but he He's is bad. ninth in breakaway run rate. So that is one feather I guess you could put into his cap. But um, yeah, so I think you could look there as well as at running backs. But I, I agree, Bijan is a smash play. And, and, and I think there is a much straighter path because last week it was like, oh man, the, all these running backs suck. Like at least with this, like you feel a little bit better. About some of the options that are sitting you, out there, but
2: do you think it's a three running back week, like running back and flex? I usually, I usually shy away from it because of you know, there's usually a lack of options. But this week, I feel like there's not a lack of op- options. No, I mean we didn't, I, we, we not even talk about it. Joe Mixon. Also, is in a
1: really good spot as well, and he is uh, a little bit cheaper at sixty four hundred dollars um, as well against Arizona, and also Arizona, that's where they really struggle against the run but when we haven't seen you know it feels like every year we get one game where joe mixon just breaks the slate you know and just absolutely <laughs> yeah. crushes and this feels yeah. like a game it could he's going to carry no ownership uh whatsoever would he score
2: five touchdowns in that one game last year
1: yeah like he just it feels like he does that every year where he has this one monster game that people just weren't looking at uh that weren't expecting and this feels like that game could happen but 6400 he's got to he's not going to get the same owner he's not going to get uh, steamed up because you have David Montgomery, who is just ahead of him at $200, mm-hmm. a little bit more. And there's a couple of running backs like A-chan or Mostert or Swift that are a little bit cheaper than him. So I think he is going to go overlook, but he's only $6,400 as well. And so, I mean, and then you're talking about a player who handles 80% of the snaps, who handles uh, the, you know, 70, 70 to 80% of the rush attempts, is involved in the passing game. So and he T. Can, Higgins yeah. might
2: be out. So, you know, with Burrow being immobile, like that, you could, could just be more check downs.
1: So I I do like Joe Mixon as well as kind of a you know a little bit under the radar type play. So that's where I'm going to be at this week. I'm going to be uh, you know uh, Bijan, uh, David Montgomery, Mixon, a uh, little bit of H. Han, but then I'm going to go d- drop down to like I said, Brees Hall. I'm just going to yep. have an insane amount of Brees Hall. So, and then if I you know depending on uh, how the build turns out, if I have a team where I'm you know looking for some savings at running back, I could conceivably convince myself to play Gus Edwards, but I don't love him so. <laughs> Anyways, I think that's it. Like, I, you know, I think people will probably want to know, like, you know, about the Broncos situation. But Javante Williams is like uh, Jaleel McLaughlin uh, uh, is only 5K. Uh, but Javante Williams returned to practice today. So it sounds like there's a better than uh, – there's a decent shot that he plays this week, which just kind of muddles the whole thing back up. But I I yeah. know people were going to want to talk about that. I also, like, if you wanted to play Jarek McKinnon in, like, a stack with Mahomes, you could do that as well. He's $4,900. Uh, you, so I think that is another uh, – way you could go or honestly uh, i think isaiah pacheco is also in play but anyways i just wanted to mention that so let's let's go jump over to the wide receiver position and
0: what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with shopify
1: This is where you have to make some decisions because you have Justin Jefferson, who's ninety four hundred dollars, Tyreek's nine k, the Cooper Cup, as long as he's able to come back, is eighty six hundred dollars, like we've already mentioned, and then you have AJ Brown at eight k, and then the seven thousand wide receivers are Jamar Chase, Amon Ron St. Brown, uh, Puka Nakua, Jalen Waddle, Devonta, and that is it at the seven k. Then you have a little bit of a drop off to the six k wide receivers, who is starts off with Olave, T. Higgins, who is very questionable. Uh, Michael Pittman, Judy, Garrett Wilson, and that is it in terms of the 6K range. So, um, Maddie, who are you looking at up here in, at the top?
2: I mean, you have to have interest in, in Jefferson, right? I know 9,400 is steep, but, I mean, he's just so consistent and and just has a monster ceiling every single week. Like last year, I think he had eight or nine games where he eclipsed 30 DK points. Um, and he had a couple where he was over 40. So, you know, 9,400 is a steep price tag. But, you know, in a game against the Chiefs, um, you know, they're going to have to to keep up. And they, Minnesota just throws a lot anyways because uh, they can't really get anything going with that run game uh, this year. So um, you have to have interest in Jefferson. And then Tyree Hill against – a any interest in Tyree Kill against a man, man coverage blitz-heavy scheme New York Giants defense? Uh, yes, please. Uh, definitely have interest in that uh, 9K. Um, you know, we talk about the the Miami running backs, but I mean, it's also a, re- a realistic possibility that all, that Tyreek just blows the slate in half uh, and scores fifty himself. So, um, yeah, he's definitely in play at nine k. Uh, I mentioned I like Stafford. I'm j- I'm just gonna be out on Cup until we know you know what his role is. I- I'm gonna wait and see on him. So, like, I think Cup can be used in in high leverage situations. So, like, third downs um you know inside the 20 you know in the red zone uh when they're close to scoring touchdowns um i think that's where cup's going to be used but i don't think he's going to be used enough like get his normal 15 targets where he's going to pay off his 8600 price tag so um i'm out on cup this week and then i already mentioned you know i like the philly and rams game but the the rams have actually done a really good job of defending receivers this year um so I think a lot of people are going to, if they stack Philly and the Rams, are going to go to one of A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. And I actually just like going uh, either Goddard or Swift as the run back there. So I'm off I'm off the Philly uh, wide receivers this week. Um, and if T. Higgins is out, I don't know how you just don't play Jamar Chase. I mean, the guy is going to be pretty much a lock for 15 targets. Um, he had double-digit targets in in the games that T. has missed in the past, pretty much every game. Um, that T has been out, you know, chase has been like 12, 15, you know, targets and, and is just going to be heavily involved and it's Arizona. So, um, and if there is, you know, an inkling of, of burrows getting somewhat healthy, uh, I definitely want to be on chase, uh, with T Higgins being out and burrow is somewhat healthy. So, um, I definitely have interest in Jamar chase this week. Uh, if cup is out, I will be playing Puka with Stafford at 7.7. I think 7.7 is still too cheap. Uh, for Puka's role, um, double-digit targets in, in almost every game so far this year. Uh, He had, has one game of twenty and one game of fifteen. He finally scored a touchdown last week and got to thirty-four DK points. Um, but he also has a game uh, of thirty-three DK points with no touchdowns and a game of twenty-five DK points with no touchdowns. So again, if if Stafford you know starts finding the end zone and and it you know happens to be Puka if if Cup is out. Um, you know, Puka actually does have a 40 point ceiling. So, um, don't let that 7.7 K price tag scare you off. So, uh, definitely have interest there. Um, and then scrolling down. Um, so last year I already mentioned that at Steichen when he was with the Eagles last year, and now he's with the Colts when he was with the Eagles last year and the Eagles played Tennessee, Jalen Hurts had the most pass attempts of the entire season, uh, where he threw 39 and he only ran the ball five times. So if, you know, history is going to repeat itself in this same exact matchup. We can expect uh, Richardson is going to throw the ball more and and run a little bit less. And so Michael Pittman at 6,400 and Josh Downs at 3,700 are, I have heavy interest in both of those guys. Uh, in this matchup last year, A.J. Brown had 10 targets. He went eight for 119 and two. And then Devontae Smith had eight targets, went for five, 102 and one. So both the the two main receivers for Philly last year both went over 100 yards, both got in the end zone, uh, and they combined for 18 targets. So uh, you can play one of um, Pittman or Downs. They're both affordable. Pittman is obviously the, the the wide receiver one there, but you have to pay a little bit more for him. Um, and, and Downs is the clear wide receiver two in that offense, and, and is a, a very explosive receiver as well. Um, so I have interest in both of those uh, Colts receivers. Um, so I will be playing one of them. And then we already mentioned the Jets, Garrett Wilson at 6K. If Zach Wilson is going to be somewhat competent, um, you know you have to have uh, interest in Garrett Wilson uh, at that price tag against Denver. Um, so there's definitely interest there. And then from there, just moving down, I just don't really have a ton of interest in any of these cheaper receivers. And I know you mentioned Rasheed Rice. Absolutely, if you're playing Mahomes, you can play him. I, w- I wouldn't necessarily play him in a one-off because – if he's smashing, the odds that Mahomes is not smashing uh, are very low. So I would just make sure you're playing Rice with Mahomes. I wouldn't play Rice uh, by himself. So um, that pretty much does it for me. If I will say, too, if if Amon Ra somehow does miss this game, uh, Khalif Raymond probably slots in as the starting slot receiver there, uh, and he's 3,300. Um, there was three games where Amon Ra missed – or missed or played less than 12% of the snaps last year. And uh, Raymond was, was a, a focal point of the offense in all three of those games. I think he hit one game. He had five catches for 75 yards. So, you know, at 3,300, he's definitely in play. Um, Josh Reynolds was also a big part of that offense uh, last year when Amon Ra was either not playing or very, very limited. Um, and then obviously they're getting Jamison Williams back this week as well. So, um, you know, that offense just is just interesting as a whole if, if Amon Ra misses. Um, because I don't think I don't think Jameson's gonna come in and get, you know, a full allotment of snaps week one. Um, but I could be wrong. They cause they didn't really play him, you know, full allotment of snaps last year either when he was, you know, fully healthy. So um receiver is pretty much the six K and up guys for me, with the exception of I really like Josh Downs at, at thirty seven hundred. Yeah,
1: I think you have to like him a lot. Um, with the matchup they have here, obviously, you know we kind of already talked about it. With <clears throat> I guess Tennessee, you, you want to throw the ball against them. And so, um, Mike, that's why I really do like Michael Pittman as well at his price. Uh, sixty four hundred dollars last week was a little bit of a dud, but previously to that, he had seen at least ten or more targets in the three uh, three straight previous games uh, prior to that. And so, I mean, Pittman at sixty four hundred dollars, and then uh nico collins fifty six hundred dollars i like that matchup as well there he has been a alpha wide receiver so far uh this season he is seeing outside of you know that week three matchup where they kind of blew the doors off off the jaguars uh he's seen nine or more targets and and three of the four games this year as well so he is uh, a definite target earner within that offense and fifty six hundred dollars is still too cheap uh with the upside that he has, I mean, he has two games already with thirty plus DK points as well. It feels like he should be way more expensive than the fifty six hundred dollars that he already that he's priced at right now. It just feels like a, a misprice for him. And then uh, if you, if you do have some interest in this in this game, I do think uh, Hollywood Brown is somebody that you could look at. I mean, surprisingly, Joshua Dobbs has played really well this year. Yeah, um, and. Uh, Marquise Brown, uh, while he hasn't been like a somebody that's like had a nuclear game yet, uh, he still has been productive, scoring you know 16 or more DK points in three straight uh, three straight games. Uh, he's only 5K, and so this is a matchup that, you know that uh, could get where they're really forced to throw the ball quite a bit. And so 5K uh, Hollywood Brown, I think, is somewhere you could look as well, kind of an off the radar type play. And then I completely agree with the cheap options. You brought up two of the guys that I was going to talk about. We already talked about uh, Rishi, uh, uh, Rishi Rice and then Josh Downs was another guy. I think Braxton Berrios as well. Uh, you could look at, uh, he saw six targets last week, 17.4 DK points. He is still only $3,600. And then the other guy that I wanted to bring up is Wandel Robinson. He is only, he is still not minimum at 3K. Uh, he does have the questionable tag, but it sounds like he should be good to go for this week. But, he is, in the two games he's returned uh, from this injury that he suffered last year with the torn ACL, he has seen 11 targets over that span. And so it's uh, starting to become a little bit more involved in this offense. I think it's definitely, uh, well, I definitely would expect they're going to be a, a team that's going to get to throw the ball a lot this week again. And so uh, Wondell Robinson looks like the best wide receiver they have right now, and he's only 3K. And so if you're looking for a really cheap option, I think Wondell would be another way you could look here within this offense, or uh, another player you could target that is cheap right now. So, um, other than that, top guys, I completely agree. I mean, it's Tyreek. Uh, pick your poison, Tyreek or Justin Jefferson. and You're probably not going to fit both of them in, but uh, you know, both of those guys are in elite spots every single week. The Jamar Chase, though, at $7,900, we know the kind of upside that he has, and if you know, if he go, if if Joe Burrow is able to, uh, you know, start to look a little bit more like Joe Burrow. You know this could be a steal of a price at only seventy nine hundred dollars. He he's a player that's typically priced a little bit more up into that eight nine k range, and he is not right now because of how poorly they have played. And then I think if you're wanting a little bit of leverage, Jalen Waddle at seventy five hundred dollars, the usage has been there. It's just been the production hasn't uh, yet so far, and that is going to change at some point. And so Jalen Waddle at seventy five hundred dollars is also uh where i would be looking to go to uh, as a little bit more probably of a cheap or not cheaper but lower owned type play so um that being said uh is there any other wide receivers you want to talk about your jump over to tight end jump to tight end all right uh this we're moving right along love to see it uh so you have kelsey at 7600 and a uh, 1100 difference all the way down to tj and then there's another thousand dollar drop off down to mark andrews then you have darren waller at 5400 laporta's 5k feels too cheap for him Hunter Henry is $4,400. $4, Dallas Goddard is 42 Higby is 41 And then you have the same kind of cast of characters here uh, among them as well. And I should mention that it sounds like Patty Fry is probably not going to play. He is listed as very doubtful to this point. So that could be, I guess we didn't really talk about the wide receivers, but if he is out, that could probably open the door a little bit more for somebody like, not even just a George Pickens, but also like a Calvin Austin who's going to be really cheap uh, because that is one of their main target getters. That's going to be gone from this game. So anyways, uh, who are
2: you looking to play at tight end? Uh, yeah. The two big guys at the top, Kelsey and Hawkinson um, are obviously in play. Uh, it's, it's two really good matchups for both of these guys and they're, they're both focal points of the offense. So I can't fault you if you can get up to them. Um, it's just going to be a matter of what you, what you like at the other positions if you can afford those two guys there. So, um, th- those two are obviously in play. Um, Laporta at 5k, you mentioned that's too cheap for him, especially if Ra were to, you know, uh, miss this game. You know, that's just another, another step up the ladder for Laporta in terms of, uh, being a priority, uh, for Jared golf passes. So Laporta looks really good. 5k for an elite tight end is pretty much too cheap. Um, Goddard I already mentioned him makes a really good run back in Stafford stacks. I wouldn't play him otherwise. um, Higby, the same. If you want to play Higby with Stafford, you absolutely can do that. I uh, wouldn't play him otherwise. And then if you're just wanting to punt, not punt, but play a cheaper tight end that you don't necessarily need correlation for, the guy that's like number two in expected fantasy points <laughs> at the tight end position is $3,500 Zach Ertz, uh, which is weird to say in the year 2023. But um, he he did also drop a touchdown last week Then uh, when they were driving down the field against san francisco and the ball just went right through his hands uh so you could have added you know it was another i think it was like 15 or 20 yards um so you give him you know a catch and 20 yards and a touchdown all of a sudden he's at 20 20 dk points last week if he converts that um so yeah he would have if he let's just say if he caught that and he has a game log where it's showing 20 dk points and he's 3500 uh he would be you know 20 to 25 percent on this week I don't think he's gonna get there because I think there's enough tight end options that ownership's gonna spread out a little bit. But um yeah, he's 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 the clear value for me. Uh if you're just looking to pay down, it would be Zach Hertz. Because like you mentioned, Dobbs has not been awful. He's actually been competent and, and Zach Hertz gets double digit targets. So
1: Yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, uh, you know, I, I think you know, Sam Laporta is always going to be in play with the role that he has, especially if Aminorase Brown were to miss. It's it's absolutely wheels up for Sam Laporta, who, you know, last week, they didn't really have to throw the ball as much, with, uh, but targeted five times. But the week prior to that against Atlanta, he saw 11 targets. But Sam Laporta is still, I think, uh, it is, is is going up in price, rightfully so. But 5K is uh, intriguing. And then Tyler Higbee at $4,100. And then... Eventually, Dallas Goddard's got to break out, right? Dallas Goddard's finally got to have a game here at some point because he has been dreadful. You would think he is, and he's only forty two hundred dollars, just a little bit cheaper uh, than what I mean. His price has kind of gradually dropped down. He opened the season at five k, is down to forty two hundred dollars now. But as uh, you feel like at some point that would change. But yeah, I I completely agree. I don't really have anything else to really talk about. Like you think that that Kyle Pitts at thirty three hundred dollars, like, like, but I just I can't do it. Like Arthur Smith is a jackass
2: yeah no they're targeting johnny smith as much as they're using pits
1: yeah it's 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 ridiculous It's sick <laughs> yeah so anyways i i don't really have i there's no uh, nothing else really to talk about the tight end position like i said if i'm gonna pay up uh and i also likely for this week because there's not like a ton of like just really super uh, like obvious plays of of uh, of at tight end so it's always just kind of the smarter route to just whoever you're stacking just throw the uh, throw the tight end in the stack yep with what you're doing. I think that's probably the the direction that I'm going to try to go this week. So um, let's go ahead and jump over to defense this week. And as we always do, we start at the bottom and I mean, Titans at $2,400.
2: Yep. That was, that was the first defense I plugged in when I, when I built a a placeholder. Yeah. I mean, mean, Richardson's going to throw a lot if, you know, for all the reasons we like Pittman and downs, right you're asking Anthony Richardson who I guess that was the one knock to his profile coming out of college was, you know, inaccuracy with, you know, passing. So if you're going to ask him to throw a lot, that's obviously asking for, for turnovers and, and, you know, things like that to happen. doesn't mean the receivers can't still get there, but um, the defense also, you know, the opposing defense is also 1000% in play um, and they're 2400. So yeah, I, if that, if I'm just picking a cheap defense, it's the Titans for me.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And then uh, a couple other options that aren't overly expensive. I think the Saints, uh, you know, against the Patriots, they're three K. But Steelers kind of worries me. You know, the Jets are still only thirty one hundred dollars. Uh, you know, that's not crazy um, to pay up for. Like I'm not paying all the way up for like the top tier uh, defenses. And really, the Eagles at thirty nine hundred dollars against the Rams it just seems ridiculous. Like I don't know why they're that expensive. You know, yeah. against the, against the Rams, but. Yeah. Um, other than that that's probably but i'm probably going to have a ton i'm just going to plan a flash, just go with the titans yep uh there in that if, situation if
2: i have the the 300 dollar salary uh extra i do like the steelers at home against baltimore um you know baltimore's kind of banged up on the offense and they really only have two guys it's andrews and freaking flowers so <laughs> um you know Pittsburgh's pittsburgh has done one thing well on defense and that's get after the quarterback this year they've got 13 sacks in four games so um, them playing at home in a divisional matchup, those tend to always be low scoring in the, in the AFC North. So uh, I do like Pittsburgh as well. All right. Let's just uh, go ahead and build this lineup uh, there,
1: Maddie. Uh, where do you want to start?
2: Uh, let's – well, we both love Brees Hall, and he's affordable. So let's go ahead and just plug him in. All right. Got him locked in.
1: Let's do it. Let's go Stafford.
2: Let's do, um as a runback, let's do Goddard.
1: All right. I am going to take one of his pass catchers uh, here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Puka. I, I think he still gets it done. I like it. So we have $5,400 remaining. We still need a running back, two wide receivers, a flex, at a defense with
2: Stafford, Brees, Puka, and Goddard. Let's let's try Bijan and if if we can't we'll we'll make an adjustment but let's let's give it a try. I'm going to go with Jordan Addison at $5300. I like that and after getting no targets last week can have a bounce back game here. Nobody's going to be on him after a zero burger. Let's go ahead and plug in uh Titans D. All
1: right. I'm going to leave you with a decent amount of money here, okay. Because I'm gonna go with Rishi Rice as little bitty Stack here in that game. So that's gonna leave 8,100 dollars left on the table.
2: Let's go. Um, let's go, Jamar Chase. Oh, I like that. This is an interesting team. I like this team. <laughs> I I do as well. I so that's this is very similar to the build that I'm playing with on my main team so far. It's just pay down for one value wide receiver, whether it's Downs or if you like Rice, you know, it's Rice. Or if if Amon Ra's out, it can be Khalif Raymond or Josh Reynolds or something like that. You just pay down there, and then you can play with Stafford and and punt defense, and you can play pretty much all the dudes. Yeah, and I feel like that's kind of what we're doing. because we have – so the team is Stafford,
1: Brees Hall, Bijan, Nakua, Addison, Rice, Goddard, Jamar Chase, and Uh the Flex – and Titans D was still $200 on the table. I like it. I like it way more than the team we built last week.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, I think this I think this team is very, very good. Uh, so yeah, I like that. I think this is a, we're locking that in. So yeah, I, I think this is an interesting week. Like I think you could, there's with limited options. I still think there's enough here that you can kind of get a little bit different and go a little bit off the board, but still kind of get the, you know, some of the high price guys in because there's still a lot of things you could have done with this lineup. Like if you really wanted to, we could have not played Bijan and and you could have played like Tyreek or somebody like that. Or, um, you know, or if you didn't play him, you could also probably have enough to be able to get up to like a Justin Jefferson and not play Addison. Like there's definitely things, different things you could do within this lineup to kind of change things and uh, still feel really good about it. So uh, I really do like this week and I like this slate. That we have this week, uh, way better than I think what we had last week. This might be one of my favorite slates we've had so far through the first five weeks of the year.
2: Yeah, I agree. I really like this slate. There's a there's a definitely a handful of ways you can go at at pretty much each position. So it's you know, I think ownership will be semi spread out, and if it's not, you know, the, it's pretty clear where you can go to to be different. So I like this slate a lot.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. So, anyways, uh, with that being said. I mean, we're just record times today too, as minutes. well. Let's go. We're, we're we're well under an hour, so uh, you know. Let's what happens if you don't have D bro on here? Maybe once yep. at some point we'll get D bro on, but you know, I mean, he talks about like he just wrote the primer. and He's tired, not whatever, dude. You know, <laughs> I don't want to hear it. All right, we'll get we'll get him on for Thanksgiving probably. W- winners win. All right, that's all. That's, that's, that's all. That's yeah. all I want to say. Okay, I don't care about your sleep. Anyways, that being said. Appreciate everybody rocking with us. Hope everybody wins some money this week on this slate. If you want to, you can jump into our absolutely free Discord. Uh you'll find that in the link of any of our YouTube channel uh videos. It's there and it's absolutely free. So and that place is getting more and more packed and it just kind of is now self sustaining, which I appreciate. Uh like it's not like we have to be in there at all times, like keep conversation going now it just rolls on its own and that's that's kind of yeah
2: yeah i will say too for anybody that has dfs questions in the discord i'm not in there often like just without being tagged so if you have dfs specific questions feel free to tag me and when i get tagged i usually hop in immediately um because i get the notification for it so um but it's kind of like you said you know i don't i don't need to be in there you know all day every day when there's other folks that are in there already answering questions but you know if there's anybody that's got, you know, specific DFS questions or starts it or whatever. um, If you want to tag me, I'm happy to hop in, but I'm not always monitoring without being tagged. So.
1: Yeah. I, I try to at least monitor what's going on in there since, you know, it's a little more important for me to monitor it than other people, but but I try to make sure nothing bad's going on. But other than that, it's, it's been good. So it's been a good start to the year. Hope everybody, uh, what's the money this weekend. And appreciate everybody rocking with us. And we, We'll be back in on, actually, we'll be, I guess we'll be back again next week, but we do have our live show that we do every every Sunday morning uh, where we answer a bunch of questions and do all that stuff as well. But as far as DFS, we'll be back again next week for week six. So, hope everybody has a good night, and we will see you guys again very soon. Let's win somebody this week. Goodbye. We out! Have... You can tell me what to do?
0: You know who you're talking to? Used to the way the war bounced. I see what you got. Injections and ounces, but that's a great boy. Yeah, that's a freak, little man. Break it down. Think you're a rock star. Think you're a big man. <laughs> you like your little man.